Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. This is Alan. And this is Matt. And you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. It is episode 110. And we're recording on Saturday, the 24th of October. It should be going out this day, actually. As soon as he's, we finish recording, I'll be editing and then we'll be getting out there. Uh, I am joined by my fellow podcasters, Russ and Mike. And I'm also joined by our very special guest and friend, Alan. How are you doing, Alan? How are you? I'm really good, thanks. How are you all doing? I'm, I'm pretty good as well, actually. I'm a little bit tired. It's quite early here for me on a Saturday. And I'm still half asleep, so I'm just going to mumble through my words. Um, it's been a long time since we've spoken to you. What have you been up to, sir? Well, I've been up to much studying, much, very much studying, because I need to finish this uh, freaking university. And I'm planning uh, to do something after university, so I had to work really hard. And then, yeah, usual life, uh, meeting friends, uh, relationships, uh, stuff. Usual stuff, let's say. U- usual but stuff. I've been really busy. So you've been living a busy life then? Yeah. Fair enough. Like well, very important people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always good to have you on here. It's always good to talk to you. Thanks. So what about you, Mike? What have you been up to? Um, just work mainly. Uh, busy, busy, busy. And uh, in the prep for, well, I've got a friend coming over from Italy to stay in a few weeks. And then following that, going off to Canada with Ross. So busy times ahead. Very good. Very good. When are you guys going to Canada? Remind me. Uh, Friday the 13th of November. Good day. Yeah, yeah. Good day. I'm sure nothing will go wrong. No. <laughs> How long are you going for? Um, a week. Oh, excellent. And what are, you, good. what are you planning to do whilst in Canada? Oh, well, I don't know. Go to Niagara, see the hockey, see the, uh, I think, basketball that we're going to. Russell, Russell reminds me. Sports! Yeah. Basically, going to watch NHL. Yeah, Fair sports enough. and stuff. Should yeah. be good. Excellent, excellent. And okay, Russ, so how about you? How about you, I should say? How have you been and what have you been up to? My week has mostly consisted, outside of work, of watching The Walking Dead Season 5, which, you know, a couple of my friends on across the Atlantic sort of put some spoilers on, on Twitter. Well, not really spoilers, sort of saying it was a bit of a change of pace. And I don't know if you've seen Season 5 yet, Matt, but it's a bit kind of like. They've almost gone artistic with it, and it's got this, like, I don't know, timeline and backwards stories, and it jumps about all over the place. And I'm watching, I'm like, this isn't my Walking Dead. What the fuck's going on? It's like two hours of carnage and zombies and guns, and then, like, two to three hours of, like, nothing. So uh, That sounds like The Walking Dead anyway for the last three years. Yeah, but, like, more so, more so. It's like this really, really strange, bizarre timeline thing. But So I... I, I haven't really watched The Walking Dead for a couple of seasons, but my family has been. And every so often, I kind of turn around away from my computer screen and see something going on. Um, and I, it's all a bit disconnected, but there was season four was where they're all in little groups, and there were some of them were trying to get to Terminal or Terminus, and it, yep. and Glenn was in a different group from the other girl, and she was trying to find him, and they got to Terminus, and then Terminus was a bad place. Um, because and then they, oh, I think they managed to get out of there and all got together again. And I think that is that was that season four. Yeah, that's season four, and then season five picks up in Terminus and, and then, how they get out of Terminus and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But and, and yeah, then there was a bit where there was they were leading. Uh, I don't know if it's just season five, but they seemed to be leading thousands of zombies down a road like some kind of road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really that's slow road five. trip where, and then. 
there's a last I saw there was a big noise off to the left and all the zombies start wandering off into the trees and one of the nameless people get killed or oh, I don't know who it was I don't know and um and then then it kind of switched to some backstory with a girl who was, it. was eating yeah. a, tur- a tortoise or a turtle or something and it was all a bit grim and it, uh, it's, it's all a bit random really I I don't know I think that I was talking to I was talking to Anthony about it, and I was in Holland, and we were sort of saying that it really needs to conclude now. The Walking Dead, yeah. as in, you know, I, I just but they're not going to because obviously people are still watching it. Anyway, this is not the Walking Dead podcast. Um, <laughs> how's, how's Matt? I'm all right, actually. Yeah, I what have I done? So, um, as you are aware, last weekend I went to uh, Fermi Fest in Eindhoven, in Holland, which was really good. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. I mean, I I don't listen to that much female-fronted metal these days. So I'm quite out of touch with it. Uh, but obviously, I got to see Lakuda Court. It was a really good set. It was like one and a half hours long. Um, great, great sound in there. Really good. I mean, I don't know if it was just I was in a good position right by a forward left-hand speaker. So I was getting really good vocals. Um, but everything was just felt good it was a really good crowd reaction it wasn't massive in there it was indoor venue i don't know how many people a thousand people something like that maybe more i'm not sure um I, it felt like the equivalent of kind of a maybe an astoria sort of thing don't know something like that um really good uh great great crowd reaction everybody was getting into it uh the band well they said afterwards they, they were like mm, it was an okay set for us you know they, they had some technical problems but I, as I said to him then, if you had technical problems, I don't think it showed at all. And, you know, people were having a really good time. Um, as you guys know, I managed to randomly periscope it, taking advantage of the wireless network that there was in the building, which is great. Holland's got just got wireless networks everywhere. I'm sure it's, it must be hacker heaven because they're all open networks. But um, at least, you, you know, you can do things like streaming Periscope, um, which was good, although I... I hadn't logged into my empty Spire account, so it was periscoping as me. So I didn't really think that through because it was a very random thing. Uh, I say there was a great set list from them. As Draconian were on before them, and, and they're a, a band I actually like a hell of a lot. I wouldn't describe myself as a fan of theirs, but got one of their albums, and um, I enjoy listening to it, and I enjoyed them live. I thought they had a very good performance. And then on Saturday, I uh, Stream of Passion, they were really good. I got one of their older albums, but I think I need to catch up with them because, wow, they were a really good life. Um, and then, of course, it was Gentle Storm, which, um, which, which of course, has got um, Annika in it from The Gathering. Where, and they were really good. I haven't really listened to them before. Um, Anthony introduced me to them via way of YouTube the night before. Uh, but they played a couple of um, gathering tracks. In fact, my, one of my favourites, which is Strange Machines, and I was I recorded that on my on my um, camera, so I might put that online later on today. I actually posted it on Anthony's timeline because we were comparing video cameras. It's all very technical. He was recording stuff, and I was like, "What do you think of that? What do you think of that?" But no, that was really really good. I was really getting into that, and I think they played um, um, Eleanor as well, uh, both off of uh, Mandalion album which is the first album of the gathering that i listened to so all in all the the festival was great obviously i got to um catch up with um the guys and girls from lacuna coil for a couple of hours the beginning of the day and at the end of the day which was really nice 
uh yeah i had a great time when i'm not doing that i've been watching some netflix stuff i've been into getting into mr robot you heard of mr robot it's a netflix show uh, i think it's, don't know how many episodes it is but it's about a hacker quite good quite enjoying that and when i'm not doing that i'm working uh, in fact i'm going to poland for three days as of tomorrow um and this week has been crazy time i did take some photos at femi uh, I haven't even gone through them yet properly. I don't know how good they are because there was there was so many people in the photo pit and I was the last in. I was right on the the left hand side. So yeah, it was. Um, I'm not quite sure how many decent pictures I actually managed to get. I didn't take that many, um, so I left to go through them. I know they, they. It was interesting that they they were allowing, unlike a lot of venues in the UK, it, if you had a digital SLR, no one was bothered, and so many people in the crowd had digital SLR, so. I know Julian got some great photos um, right from the front and centre, uh, and a lot of other people did. I know Tim was there taking photos. He was much front and centre as well, so he got lots, and you'll see them on his Facebook page. Um, I probably didn't get that many this year, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that was a bit of a ramble, but that's me, really. Um, so, should we have a quick sort of scout on news then? I think we we just about missed it in our last recording, but... Uh, uh, Jeremy Safer, who's taken lots of glamour shots, glamour shots that comes out weird, you know what I mean. Really nice photos of Christina, has put out a, um, a Christina poster. I don't know how poster calendar, I should say. I don't know how many of them are left. I don't know how popular they were. I got the impression that quite a few people pre-ordered them, but we'll put a link in the show notes to his website. I did post the news on Empty Spiral, so you can go there. Uh, see the link and, and go and buy the calendar. Um, it's, it's not that expensive and it's got some beautiful shots in it. So uh, if you want Christina's uh, gracing your wall for 2016, then head over to the Jeremy Safer website and pick that up. Um, I should also add that I think this was released about the same time as our podcast was released last time that Lacuna Car playing a Christmas show in Palma on the 11th of December and the tickets are now available. I haven't checked out how much they are, but I think they got... Uh, they uh, tickets made were made available to the public a couple of days ago maybe last time i looked they were definitely there anyway so so yeah that's it really um i thought what we would do this week is uh, remember our last podcast we said we, we put down some questions that i would ask mm-hmm. well i'm i managed to corner christina over breakfast um that sounds a bit stalker like uh <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah so we, we sat down and uh had a muffin and a coffee and I asked the questions. I think I even asked the, how's this being in a band thing working out for, <laughs> for you? Question. I was pretty tired when, when <laughs> I was thinking about this. Best question ever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah I, palm. yeah. I asked that one. I think I got all the others. I was kind of half doing it from memory, I must admit. So if I missed one of the questions off, I, I, I duly apologise and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll catch up with her again soon. So, yeah. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a long interview, but um, it's hopefully a fun one um, and I hope you enjoy it so I asked Mike and Russ for some questions mm-hmm. and they came up with some really shit ones so yeah. I'm going to actually some of them are mine so, I'm <laughs> Just so that I, I'm I have scared some. so how are you anyway I'm doing good. I'm doing good. A little sleepy because mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I cannot sleep at night anymore. Oh. I mean, well, you, not not rest. You got a massive reception from 
the festival last night. Yeah. It was good. It was really good, especially for you know. Usually they they say that uh, the, the crowds in Belgium are are quiet, but we never experienced that. <laughs> They're always pretty active. I thought that was a very active crowd. And yeah. the sound was good. And yeah, and I saw a lot of people singing. You know, yeah. with ice hands up. It was good. I did my first Periscope last night, so I streamed it live around the world. <laughs> so you, not all of it, just. Probably about half the I show. did it for like a few minutes before we went on stage. So we, um, we were recording the podcast this week. Yeah. And Mike and Russ has some questions for you. Okay. So uh, these are really random. Uh, which current mega band would you like to tour with? Mega band? Yeah, like a big band. Who would you like to tour with? Oh. Like to make a tour with them? Mm. Uh, well, we said Metallica a lot of times, even though. It's not easy to be on tour with Metallica because the fans are really strict. I mean, I'm a Metallica fan yeah. too, but I like different bands. But most of the time, the Metallica fan is, is there to see Metallica. Yeah. So it's not that they're paying a lot of attention to the opening bands. And when when you tour with a band, it's because you want to reach you know more people. You want to play in front of a lot of people that will be open to your music mm -hmm. so I don't know if it would be a good combination but Metallica would definitely be a band that I would love to tour with okay and I'm saying this because they played in Milano with Fade No More which is a band that I adore and Fade No More had a very very weak response which I couldn't understand because it's like it's fucking Fade No More are you kidding me <laughs> and they kind of were like not very very okay. receptive. I think I think Metallica will be good. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I can well imagine that you get to mega band status, people are just there just to see that one band. Anybody else is just an inconvenience leading up to that band. Because, uh, well, what other bands would be cool? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about the the bands that we can call big mm. nowadays, which would be, you know, starting from Metallica or Maiden, Slipknot, going to Five Finger Death Punch and... Event Sevenfold. Would Event Sevenfold would be a good combination too because they have some dark elements in their music, even if they're more mainstream. That would work too. Okay. And Slipknot for obvious reasons. Slipknot but for, obvious. <laughs> for obvious reasons. That one's kind of a given. I'd have to ask someone else. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, uh, with Slipknot. So, uh, Vegemite or Marmite? Pardon? I knew you'd do that. I knew you. Veggie. Vegemite or Marmite? What, let me see. Oh, Marmite. Oh, Vegemite for, for sure. I hate Marmite. You like Vegemite? Uh, I can't stand Vegemite. All right. Well, I, to be honest, I've never tried Vegemite, but I tried Marmite, and it was horrible. So like I would Marmite. go for for the one that I don't know, so at mm. least I can say that I, you know, I will try so, so it. You, you try Vegemite because you hate Marmite. Guaranteed you hate So it. maybe next next time you will ask me the same question, I will, I will say Marmite. So... Mike asked this really weird question, and okay. I'm, I'm not going to let him get away with it. He said, how's being in a band working out for you guys? Or words that I I think what he really meant was, how's the band doing generally? No, the band is doing great. The band is doing great. There is a lot of energy. We're writing the new record, and mm -hmm. we're really excited about it. Uh, we said it before, after we changed lineup, because uh, Chris and, and Pizza retired, uh, on one side, of course, we are sad because we we lost, quote, two brothers. Uh, but at the same time, they wanted to take this decision. They took this decision, and we wanted to go on. And we found Ryan, 
which has the same passion that we are carrying. So there is a totally renewed energy. It's like we're feeling like a new band. I mean, it's it's something that we've we've been told several times after all the gigs that we played with with Ryan and only Mouse on guitar. Everyone sees the difference. That uh, I can't I can't explain it, but I, I I'm feeling different. Um, I don't know. It's like we we took this the the, the next level. You know, the the step further. For, for the band, is, so we're doing excellent. How is having Ryan in the band influencing the way the music's been being created? Andrea mentioned a few months ago now that they were changing the way that the drums were going to happen because um, because of Ryan. Have you seen any evidence of that so far in the, in the writing? Well, he's definitely very active in the band. Uh, he's, a, he's a good friend of ours now. He's not just a, a guy that we, we chose mm-hmm. with a... With, a, with an audition, someone that we didn't know before. We knew him before, we played with him even before he entered the band. And it's a, it's a constant exchange of ideas. So even though Marco is the main songwriter for the music, Ryan just like comes up with ideas. He stays in Milano a lot and he stays at his place so we can kind of work together on the drums part. And he's traveling a lot, so we... He's coming to Italy pretty, pretty often. He's starting to learn Italian, which is kind of funny, you know. And when he comes and starts talking in Italian, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> Do you think that's going to create a, like a faster? Because I know he does fast drums. He's a really, really good drummer. Mm. He, he has a, I don't know the technical terms because I'm not a drummer, but he has a very strong punch. There is a huge amount of energy in his drumming. Mm. And you can definitely tell it when if you if you watch a show that he's loving playing his instrument and it's it's amazing because i mean that that shows during the gigs you know the the crowds yeah, are definitely noticing that he's in love with instruments and he loves to play drums and he is really good too so having a different style it will definitely add something different to to the composition because Marco is writing it but of course they're discussing it together they're changing it so Marco's writing the music yes uh, in the most part have you started working on any lyrics at all? there are some lyrics half written but we're still working on them because you just want to make them perfect not only for the meaning of course but also for the sound without giving anything away is there any significant influences in the way this album is being constructed? Uh, it is not a concept album because we don't like to focus on just one thing but it will definitely show the fact that that, that we are a, I don't want to say a new band because that would be probably confusing and people would think that we're doing something completely different which is not but I believe that people will definitely feel the difference in a good way. <laughs> well, Broken Ground Halo um, was notable for me that it didn't have, it had, first of all, it had heavy songs, mm. uh, but it didn't have any um, ballads and it didn't have any Italian songs. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any intention to change that, you know, conscious intention to change it? No, no, we never, we never think too much about it uh, because that would be too. Too, too forced and we want to keep things spontaneous that's why 
another reason why we never really did a concept album is that is that you kind of have to force sometimes the old songs to tie together for for a specific reason uh, we just like every song to have a life on its own and to be the picture of that moment so it makes sense with all the others because the feeling is the same the the, the, the feeling of the songwriting is still the same because of the period but we just want every song to have its own its own life okay um, <laughs> when is when are you going to start recording it now when are you going into the studio what's the plan the idea it's to start recording it in uh, December at least drums and and possibly the bass uh, I believe that before February it will be recorded then I don't know if we're gonna be done with you know the, with the mastering and the, <clears throat> and everything else and of course it will take a few months for for Century Media to put together the marketing for it all the work that it's included to the middle of next year before we start. it would be great if you would if it would be out like for for, for spring next mm -hmm. year that's what we're kind of aiming for but uh, we're not giving away like dates because up until we're not going to be done with the record we we cannot really say it it might it might happen that something happens and we're going to record it in September because something happens you know okay but well, we'll, the plan is we'll, we'll, we'll keep waiting <laughs> we're um we've got one more song to review mm -hmm. on the podcast okay so once we've done that and that'll be probably in this episode okay um we're not well you've got to make some more music because we haven't got any more songs to review so you better hurry up all right otherwise, okay. otherwise i'm running out of confidence <laughs> um i've got two more questions for you yes so you you mentioned that you're playing some Christmas shows. You've got one in Palma. Yes. Any more planned, or is that? Uh, there was one planned, but uh, the place had like permission problems, so we we had to cancel. But mm -hmm. we were just like talking about another one because we got a lot of offers, but we we wanted to keep it low for this year mm -hmm. because we wanted to be focused on the record. And every time you play for a show, it's at least two three days that you're going away. So even if you do every weekend, it takes like two, three days out of the week. Okay. Which makes like 12, 10 days out yeah, of the month that right. you can use for the songwriting. So my final question to you yep. this morning, uh, and it's not a question that, I, that comes from me. Um, Anthony asked me, asked me if I would ask you because he's a bit <laughs> And, and we're far from each other, yeah, so he, he can't he, ask he, me he directly. Didn't want, <laughs> he didn't want to ask it himself. Um, so we were talking about our favorite album of yours, and, and we were talking about Unleashed Memories. Yes. Uh, we're talking about favorite songs, and one of them came up uh, called 119. Right? Okay. And um, I wouldn't tell him what it was about. Uh, so he felt that he needed to ask you directly, but he's a bit scared. So I thought I'd ask you on his behalf. Sorry, it is sorry. the cost of the cappuccino that we just got. There we go. See, I we discovered the secret. <laughs> See, mate, next time you can ask yourself. You don't need to wait for me. Anyway. No, but next time I will tell you. Yeah, I promise. Yeah, yeah, you said that last time. <laughs> Said that last time. I'm <laughs> Thank you for the coffee. You're welcome. You're um, welcome. Great show last night. And, uh, well, Thank you. It was fun. Very, very soon. It was definitely fun. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. Thank you.
so as always it's uh, it's great to speak to Christina uh, thank you for breakfast thank you for the chat uh, and thank you for being as evasive of, as ever when I asked a question about 119 it's always appreciated honest thank you So uh, that brings us on to our review this week. We are right at the back end of Broken Crown Halo. We've run out of songs, so look at the call. For God's sake, get on him. Make some more so we can do more reviews. Um, and we're finishing off the songs on the album with, of course, One Cold Day. Mike, I believe it's your turn to go first, sir. So if you want to tell us what yes. you think of One Cold Day. So we have this very strong, powerful opening even though it's very moody and dark and mysterious with the kind of music box and then the the piano kicks in and it's very very uh, atmospheric and then you've got the guitar that comes in and then we start with Christina Christina throughout it's slow and it's emotive and obviously it's a subject matter of the song which is a tribute to Claudio Leo who was the um, one of the original members of the band and it relates to not only him, I think, but other things uh, in general, um, whether it's um, to do with death and moving on from that and the tributes and everything that goes between life and with death. Um, lyrically, it's very good throughout with its, obviously, it's a motive subject. Um, one of one of my favourite lines is, um, it's hard to move along um the scars of life, memories are blooming in the gloom. I think that's very emotive. Um, short and sweet, this, um, I think, because of the, the powerful subject matter. But I think it works really well, and it's a good tribute. Cool, thank you. What about you, Russ? What do you think of it? Um, I think Mr. Dyer's covered it very well there. Um, you sort of picked out a lot of the points that I've written down, obviously. I also pick up that it sort of starts with it's like a keyboard and a synth that I take to be um, similar to a music box playing. That's how I interpret it. You've got that single guitar with the single note sort of picking, which really sort of adds a texture to the, the creepiness, the darkness and the, the moodiness of the song. And then obviously you get the bass, the drums and Christina's vocals all come in at the same time. And obviously it really creates sort of a, an emotional texture because of the, the subject matter that Mike mentioned, obviously, is a tribute to Claudio Leo, the band's original guitarist. And it's quite unique, this song, because it's sort of understated. Christina sort of sings it very low in the range, which I think adds to sort of the emotion of the song. And obviously the guitars just build up with the bass into that, that vocal chorus. I'm a fan of the song. Obviously, it does draw a lot of comparisons to my spirit because of the, the subject matter and how the song's sort of composed. It's, it's similar in length. It bookends the album. And I think the the highlight of this is I think it's quite fitting as well that obviously it's got that guitar solo at the end, which is played out by by Pizza. And I think this being the the last contribution he's ever made to a Lacuna Coil record is quite fitting, not only because it's the last thing he's done, but it's also a tribute to the guy that he actually replaced in the band in his honour. So I think it's a nice way to, to round out the album, really. Hmm. Very good. Alain, what do you think? 
well, I guess it's one of the best songs that I could put out uh, as a tribute, I guess. Uh, as Mike said, uh, as Russ said, it's a tribute to Claudio Mia. And uh, I've been a fan actually for quite a long time. And also of the other band uh, he was into, Kane. I don't know if you know them. Mm-hmm. So, and I also met him actually, and I spoke to him. He was a really nice person, really, really, really gentle guy. So when I heard that uh, he died and then Marco created all this song, I was really curious to hear it because I thought, uh, oh, it should be like my spirit. It should be very heartfelt. And the first time I heard it, uh, I almost started crying for all the atmosphere, for all the piano in the beginning, the way Christina sings. Also the solo in the end uh, that uh, Cristiano did, it's really very heartfelt. Uh, it, it took me away to some dark places I felt in, in life. And uh, really, it, should, it, it is the best song on the album to me. Okay. So I think, you know, collectively you guys have captured so much about what this song is about. For me... Um, I'm not going to talk about the song itself. You guys have managed to do that fine. I I feel that lyrically and possibly musically, this is the saddest song that Lacuna Coil have ever written. So the comparisons with with My Spirit are obvious. For as you say, the both the the reason for the creation of the song, the general structure, the length, and of course, as you, as you mentioned, Russ, the fact that it, it ends an album. Um, there's a for me, My Spirit is like a celebration of life. Um, this one is a reflection of loss, so it's it's about losing a friend and and how you feel in different. You know, the difference between this and my spirit is that the emotions you go through seem to be different here, much deeper, much sadder. Uh, this is the, the lyrics are very very sad, and it's for me it is quite clearly about the pain of loss. Um, and how you deal with that. As someone who's had a number of members of my family pass away over the years, uh, I I feel very, very strongly about this song. Um, it, is, it has managed to capture, I say both lyrically and musically, how the emotions that you feel when someone you're very close to or you love passes away. It's, it's an incredible track. I mean, I for me, the, the chorus, I mean, you mentioned that great verse, Mike, for me, the chorus... Um, as I stand in the rain of this cold day, tears are the words. I went, tears are the words when I cannot confess the pain. Time will heal, but I don't want to feel. I mean, that is exactly how it feels for me. Uh, incredible. Um, and it's, it's. I don't think anybody who has uh, gone through the loss of a friend or a loved one can cannot connect with those words really. Um, definitely from the heart. Very, very sad. I would love to hear this song played live. Uh, I remember the first time I heard and saw my spirit played live. That was a very emotional time. Uh, I, I could, I could see Christina singing this live on stage. Um, and yeah, I think that would be probably quite difficult for the band. Um, as difficult as I think playing my spirit was. Um, but also at a, at a, a massive emo- emotional journey that they would take the audience on great great song fantastic and you know up there with some of the greatest songs that they've ever written in my opinion um and of course understated because unless you own broken crown halo you're probably never going to hear it you know it's never going to be released as a a single and yet this is a song for everybody so what what do you think in terms of numbers Uh, mike what would you give this song uh 10 definitely 
10. Okay. Russ, what about you? 9.5 for me. 9.5. Alan? 10. 10. That was never any doubt based on what you said. I'm going to give it a 10 as well. This is just an outstanding track. Um, I, I want to say that we need more songs like this, but I actually don't think we do for, for all of the reasons that you don't want to be singing um, and, and being f- not forced to, but feel that you need to create songs like this all the time, uh, purely because of the emotion involved in doing so. Uh, what an incredible, credible song. And I, I hope one day that we, we're blessed by hearing and seeing the, the band sing it live. I think that brings us to a close this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. I'm not going to go through all the different places that you can connect with us. I've already done that over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and of course, you can access all of our social networking sites via the Empty Spiral web- website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. Um, until then, well, I'm off to Poland for a couple of days, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, I hope. But whatever it is everybody else gets up to this week, that you have a great time. And as is always the case, make sure that you listen to more Lacuna Coil. So it's goodbye from me, everybody. It's goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And a ciao tutti to everyone from me. Cheers, guys. And just quickly, Alan, thanks as always for joining us on the podcast. Always appreciated. Always good to talk to you. Thank you.